This episode of the WDW Review is brought to you by DVC Dash Rental. As you know, we're your go to place for all Disney vacations. But have you ever thought of taking a beach vacation that has a little Disney flair to it? We also book Disney's Vero Beach on the Atlantic Ocean in Florida and Disney's Hilton Head Resort in South Carolina. Or if you really want to spring for a nice vacation, definitely check us out because we do Disney's Alani in Hawaii. Hello, welcome to the Dub Dub Review, and I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by guest co-host today, Michael Black. Michael, how are you doing? Doing great, Chris. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I got my morning coffee here. I'm going over the Disney news, so it's a great day. Hey, before we start, I wanted to let all the listeners know today's going to be a different kind of show. You're used to tuning into the dubs to hear a fun show, a creative show. Today is going to be that but it's going to be more. We're going to actually start diving into some Disney Park news. So uh, let us know after today's show, let us know what you thought. You know, this is not something we usually talk about because in the world of in the world of Disney Park news, if you're not on it within, like what, Michael, like a couple of hours, you might be outdated. But we're going to try and capture like a week's worth of news here today because we think there's some really good topics to talk about. But anyways... So, Michael, I want to throw it to you because we've got a bunch of things to talk about today. And, you know, the way we talk about things, you and I as friends off the air, and the way we talk about things on the air, they're going to be very similar. But there are some things that are close to your heart that's hitting the Disney news. But let me throw it to you because I know you've done a little bit of research here and a little bit of preparation for today's show. And I will give you the lead here today. Let's talk about uh, what interests you most. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think it. We all see this stuff come across our news feeds, or uh, you know, we see it come up in in whatever social media platform that we use. And a lot of times, I think we we want to comment. We want to say, "Hey, this is what's going on." And that happened with me on a few occasions uh, this past week. So I'm really glad we started, you know, this type of show this week. But I think where we'll start, and we'll start. Just guns blazing here. We'll start right off with uh, the one that kind of hit home with me the most, which are the new rule changes at the Disney parks. Um, And, you know, these are some things that hit a lot of people, I think. When you start talking about strollers and you start talking about people's, you know, uh, what they're bringing into the parks and, uh, and especially when you start talking about maybe habits that some of the guests may have, uh, it gets a little tense, to okay. say the least. Okay. So I know we have the posts up in our group. There's a post up everywhere. If you just go to social media, you'll see Disney's you know official you know graphic displaying the rules. But but um, quickly, so what are the new rule changes, and when are they getting implemented? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, beginning on May 1st, we will start with the smoking areas okay um so beginning on may 1st the parks will become smoke free um so they will be removing the smoking areas from the park Mm -hmm. and they will now be located outside of the parks so um i'm assuming you know you you can i'm looking at the map and there are outside of the parks designated smoking area outside of each park okay so i'm assuming that that will become the lone smoking area uh, for that area. Um, and then beginning May 1st, well, these are all May 1st, uh, strollers must be 31 inches wide and 52 inches long or smaller. Okay. So uh, there, there's going to be a restriction on stroller size. So I'm sure the stroller manufacturers are all over this news. Like, <laughs> They'll have it up on the site. Disney approved stroller. You know what? Before we actually get into the next piece of this part, let's let's, let's tackle number one because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna forget my my attention span is is usually relatively short. So, you are a former smoker. So first off, congratulations on actually giving up the habit. And I know it's been very difficult for you, but knowing you and and being at parks with you, I know 
that the smell of smoke doesn't bother you. And as a matter of fact, when you walk by it, it actually is something that actually, you know what, like, like you have, how can I say this? You gave up smoking because you knew you needed to, but it was very difficult because you enjoyed smoking. Is that is that accurate? Yes, yes. And, and so when I do pass through those areas, I, you know, take a deep breath and yeah, it doesn't bother me. I could see where it would bother others. Okay. So... The smoking ban. Now, I'm a non-smoker. So for me, I'm like, you know, sitting on the sideline being like, you know, whatever. You know, I, it doesn't bother me at all. As a matter of fact, um, you know, the less smoke, in theory, the better. But the smoking areas are so small at the parks in the first place. And they've already <laughs> they've already made those people feel like second-class citizens, putting them in the corner of, like, parks in this little, like, bullpen that like you almost feel bad in the first place that they're taking that away. I appreciate the the, the effort to make them smoke free, but um, yeah, I think it's kind of an overreaction. I think there's a place to leave it in the parks still. And I'm a non-smoker, so I mean, I've never been a smoker in my life. I'm, I have no intentions of becoming a cigar smoker, though I'm a golfer. Um, but yeah, no, I think they've already kind of made them feel kind of kind of kind of poorly in the first place. So I think this is a reaction to some social media pressure, you know, or some pressure, but but how much did it really consume in terms of park size in the first place? And really, like did people walk by and were they gagging? Were, were they were they coughing? Were they, you know, like it yeah. isn't it isn't as bad as people make it out to be for them. You know, live and let live, you know, as far as if they want to do it, so be it. They're already isolated. What do you think? Um, I, I agree. I think that, you know, to to kind of play devil's advocate a really uh, a little bit going on the side of the non-smoker, um, I do understand certain smoking areas. I will admit that the one that's in Italy at Epcot uh, is a little too close to the action. Uh, and even just going to get a picture of the fountain that's in the back there, uh, you are hit with smoke almost immediately and that pavilion seems to you know keep it in um the smoking area between norway and china uh, i believe is a little close to the action as well but when when it comes to the designated smoking areas at magic kingdom which i I don't know if anybody realizes this but there's really only two right now when i looked at the site there's only two there's one tucked back in frontier land one tucked back in tomorrow land and then that's it. There's one out in front, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming will be the lone smoking area. So Magic Kingdom, they've already started. They've dwindled it down for years. It's okay. been like, you know, we've got 10. We've got Epcot has the most, of course. Um, and I say, of course, because a lot of times people will smoke while they drink. Smoking and drinking go hand in hand. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I, I think that this causes a problem for smokers because what is one of the most tense things it's going to these theme parks i mean they're already tense enough as it is um you've got tons of people around park crowds have increased um everyone's trying to have the most magical vacation that they can and then you tell the people who uh, the main reason people smoke come on is to either they enjoy it yes but it also takes the edge off for some folks that's mm-hmm. the way it was for me it would allow me to take seven minutes and take a break you know it forced me to every couple hours take seven minutes and just stand there mm-hmm. um and i think when you start taking that away or you start saying well you can but you've got to go outside the gates uh this is going to be an hour-long project for you to go out and have your cigarette that you're going to have to do in another two hours i think you start alienating some some people um, and then they have to start making a decision uh, is it going to be my habit that's going to win or is it going to be the parks mm-hmm. and uh, you know in the end I think we know the answer for most people if they haven't quit smoking by now Disney's not going to cause them to quit mm-hmm. um, so that that's the only part that kind of uh, I think is going to be an issue I think it's going to turn a lot of people off and maybe Disney doesn't mind that either because their attendance is 
through the roof, right? It, the- it, it could be. It could be. They they could care less at this point, you know. And, and I'm not trying to be sympathetic. You know, another reason might be for the vaping. It might be for kids that are that are uh, slightly above teenagers vaping, or perhaps like, you know, marijuana infused um, liquid vaping material, whatever. You know. So I get it. I, I just think already that it, that this probably this is probably a non-story and probably was a fix of a problem that really didn't exist. But okay. So let's drop that one. We got the smokers kind of isolated out of the parks. Now we got the big honk and stroller rule, correct? <laughs> yes. So yes. let me just tell you a little bit about the big honk and stroller rule. So I've researched and I realize with the, those the, those sizes, um, the double jogger, that still fits. The long limousine stroller that I used to use when my kids were twins, that still fits. So... You know what? People are over over arms about this. The big strollers still fit, and it still works. Now, if you have that comically oversized stroller, specifically, it's that goofy wagon that you can pull and push, where people legitimately pack like they're going to the Oregon Trail, you know, full of their cooler, full of everything. That's the one that may be a problem in the future. So, yeah, you know, here, here I'm, I'm going to actually be a little more, I don't want to say angry than I would for the smokers, but... Everyone, so this is like society in general, like people are only concerned with their self-interests. How much can I bring into the park? How much will I really need? As opposed to, you know what, what would be good for everybody in this situation? It's not like that anymore. So let me just load up this covered wagon and bring it into the park. (laughs) So, so legitimately like, like that's the guy that like you're behind and he's pushing this thing or pulling this thing where you have to like take instead of the straight route down main street you've got a veer left veer right veer left jump on the curb come off the curb because you're avoiding these giant covered wagons so and of course that's an exaggeration but like in my mind it's like you know what i get it i get it you're you're local you're responsible for two kids because you're a nanny and you want to take them to the park and bring your but you know what everyone else has got a right to be there as well too so you know maybe you don't need 17 diapers maybe you don't need you know all that for that one day Maybe you got to learn to pack a little more efficiently for that day. So be it. If it improves everyone's experience, I think the stroller problem is way more prevalent than the smoking problem. Yeah, I agree. I applaud that. And realize my double stroller still fits. Your double jogger still fits. So, yeah, if you are the one that's getting pinched, you know what? You probably should. You should probably be a little more considerate of other people's experiences, you know? I mean, yeah, we've all been there. We've all seen that giant wagon, and you're like, "Good lord, who's pushing that thing around all day?" You know, <laughs> that guy's got to be exhausted, or that mom's got to be tired from pulling it all day long. So, at least that's my two cents on that. What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. I this of course our our kids are out of strollers. We sold ours. Um, you know, I I think about a year ago we had a we got a really nice stroller for the parks for Cameron when mm-hmm. he was little. Um, it would have fit into the guidelines. We wouldn't have had any issues. I honestly, the only time that I could see this being an issue is with parents of multiples. Um, but you covered that. You said that in that situation, the stroller you would have used still would have fit the guidelines. Um, so. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess at that point, if you had three or four, you would just have two strollers. Yeah, for real. Are you going to buy that giant, giant thing for all four kids like they see at like daycare nurseries? I don't want to be that poor dude having to push that thing around all day. Just divide it up, you know. Make make sure yeah. you're going on vacation. Make sure everyone has a positive experience, not just you. Not just your family. I know when you go to Disney, everyone's like, "This is my magical vacation," but like, dude, it's not. And and like in the world, it's not. <laughs> you know, you can take yeah. all you want, but like at some point, you got to realize, like, you're not the center of the universe. And I'm not trying to say these people are the world's worst. They're not. It's clearly, you know, just an issue and a realization of where you fit in like the public domain. But anyways, yeah, that's one that I would honestly say good. <laughs> I'm, I'm up. Yeah. I'm up for it. I'm tired of getting my ankles whacked by this thing. So, and like you said, it's a shared responsibility. We all share a responsibility that the other person around you is having a good time. You know, whether that be you're in front of a, a parade route and there's a kid behind you, let the kid in front. You share that responsibility. You're still, still going to see the parade. Everything's going to be fine. And when it comes down to it, these strollers, like you said kind of fit into that category so you mentioned it perfectly um here's here's one that i think is the least 
and and maybe you can prove me wrong because I cannot seem to figure out why this is a huge issue. Maybe there's a population part of the population where this will be an issue, um, but there's an there's a replacement for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't understand why it's a huge issue, uh, and maybe it's not. But loose and dry ice are not going to be permitted in the parks as of March 28th. So that one's already done. Okay. Um, so, but you can use reusable ice packs. Okay. So your issue is that it isn't an issue, correct? Correct. Okay. So so here's the devil's advocate side of this, right? You pack a cooler full of ice. Security is going to stick its stick in your ice and kind of move it around a little bit, but they're not going to get too aggressive in that cooler of ice, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. potentially drinking material. And if like, like, could you imagine a guy with his glove digging his hand around and whatnot in there? So if you wanted to be that guy and you wanted to go and pack yourself your water bottle full of clear alcoholic liquid or you wanted to go and pack something that you shouldn't pack there's a good chance you might get it through security right there you know i think that's part of the motivation but in all sincerity you're going to the park for 12 hours they make ice packs that last for 12 hours good good riddance you know now it's not leaking everywhere um remember i i had a family of I have three kids. You know, we've packed Subway sandwiches. You know what, though? I mean, if you put them in an ice pack, it's going to work. It's going to last. You're right. This is a non-issue. And I'd like to figure out. Now, if there was a medical reason you needed dry ice because you needed to kept it at a certain temperature, your insulin or something along those lines, that's going to be an exception. But if like you're like, oh, no, I like to pack my cooler of, of, of Gatorade and other stuff, like they make an ice pack that will work for you. I guarantee it. You know? Um, yeah. so yeah, that's a non-issue for me. Heck, you want to know what? I, I tell you what, <laughs> get around that. If if you really need an ice pack, when you get there, go to the freezer in your room or in your DVC room or wherever, throw an ice bottle, a water bottle in the freezer overnight. It will act as the greatest ice pack in the history of man. You don't need to bring one down. You don't need to buy one at Target and it will melt at a certain point in the day. It will keep your stuff cool. Are you really worried? If you're really worried about making sure when you enter the park at 8 o'clock that your 7 o'clock in the evening dinner is still ice cold for your sandwiches, then you're doing things wrong. You know, you go back to your room and get the sandwiches at that point. But I don't see a reason why a, refri- a frozen, heck, a homemade frozen water bottle ice pack wouldn't work. Yeah, loose ice, not an issue. Um, not a story. Good riddance. There must have been a reason for that, at least in my mind. I think it's all security related. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, like you said, I think um, when when somebody has all that ice in there, it can probably hide. Or uh, I don't know anything about detectors or any of this kind of stuff, but I don't know if it may hide something. You know, so I, I'm not in the know on that. Um, it it doesn't affect me, but I don't like to be that person, like you'd said, that says, "Well, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care." Um, type of a thing I do care about the other people's experience, but I just like I cannot figure out um, other than a medical reason, which I think Disney would um, be able to accommodate you with a different option. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, uh, I don't see as to where it's an issue. So no. we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, they give you ice at the quick service if you really ask for it. And legitimately, I've walked in with a cooler that was probably too large, and I put it in the back of the double stroller, but I froze three little bottles of water into ice kept it cold all day no problems so if i can do it you can do it too you know absolutely i don't see a reason it's got to be security reason someone will listen someone will point out a reason and i'll probably be corrected at that point but like on the short side in my top of my head i don't see a reason why that would be allowed absolutely all right let's move on to something a little more oh lighthearted. How, mm-hmm. how about that um Going to move on to the first ever VIP passholder events at Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. Okay. And this one's a little close to my heart because we got an invite for this and we will be attending May 18th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. the Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park passholder event. I gotta ask you: Are you are are you water park people, Michael? I I, I don't know if I see you as a water park person. Are you a water no. park guy? No, we aren't. Big old scratchy, hairy Michael out there, right in in, in the lazy river. None of us are really water people. <laughs> Cameron likes the water, um, but to be honest with you, we 
And because we're not water park people, we've never seen the inside oh. of Blizzard Beach. We've never seen the inside of Typhoon Lagoon. Really? You've never been inside? No. Oh, then you are going to love it because it. <laughs> this is going to be an overreaction. You're going to say you're crazy. It's it's like it meets all the standards of theming. Typhoon Lagoon is is wonderful and it's wonderfully themed and it's wonderfully clean you'll love it as far as an experience goes even if you're not like a if you just sit out and put your feet in the in the, in the wave pool yeah it's it's pretty cool it's really cool you'll love it yeah that's what we're really excited about is just to be able to at, at this point it's a chance for us to get in and see it mm-hmm. you know for for three hours and be what it is uh no one will have to compete with us being in the water because we're just going to go look. So um, we don't have to worry about that. But uh, Didn't I ask just, for like a belly flop though video? Didn't I ask for that a while ago? You never delivered? Is, isn't that you, the- you did, but I think I said when we got to 10,000 subscribers or something, and we're only at like 3866. Oh, so. it's coming though. It's coming. Eventually you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to go to one of those resort pools, sneak in. It's going to be going to be quite the experience. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We get we get to 10,000 subscribers. I will get a room at the resort just so it's completely legal for me to go. Legit. And, oh. and do the cannonball. All right. Or belly flop. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, so I, I think that's all we need to cover there, um, except for the fact that there are two dates, uh, Monday, June 3rd from 5 to 8, or Saturday, uh, May 18th, 5 to 8. And there was also an invite sent out to where you could have picked Tuesday, March, April, I'm sorry, 28th from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. at Magic Kingdom. Um, And I will say with these VIP pass holder events, we had one scheduled for Epcot uh, about a week or so ago. And we had family visitings from out of town, so we actually didn't go. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're interested to try this event out um, and then also interested in seeing typhoon lagoon very excited completely overlooked and it's a shame we've been to to typhoon lagoon blizzard beach actually you know what honestly we we haven't been to blizzard beach we've been to typhoon lagoon multiple times because they got some nice dense like 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 tree cover where blizzard beach doesn't so but but like that has always been like uh if you gave me the option to go to typhoon lagoon and like animal kingdom the actual park I'd pick Animal Kingdom, but it'd be closer than you think because Typhoon Lagoon is so much fun and it's so well-themed. So that's how close it is in my mind. That is awesome to hear. Very mm-hmm. excited. Um, the next thing, uh, let us if you don't mind, I'm going to give a little background to this. I don't know if the people in Edcott probably um, know this, but maybe not. I Up until this week, I had never seen a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Never, never in my life. Um, You've been holding I, out. <laughs> I've been holding out. Uh, to be honest with you, and and I don't think I've ever explained this to anybody, even you. Uh, the reason for not watching it's not just Marvel. It's it's those types of movies in general is my anxiety. Um, I used to love like forensic shows. Um, I used to love all that sort of thing. Like I, I love Batman movies when I was younger. As I get older, my anxiety is so bad that if I see too many uh, explosions, uh, violence, uh, things like that, it it sends me into uh, kind of a, a strange panic. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, it's it's unsettling for me. It's not something I enjoy watching things okay. exploding and devastation. Um, so I've always held out because I thought, why would I put myself through that for two two and a half hours? Okay. Um, to watch that sort of thing. But my son really likes them. Uh, he's very much into them. And Uncle Chris is proud of you, Jordan. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, as your children get older and into their teenage years, it's hard to find those common bonding moments, sure, so to speak. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to suck up the anxiety, take a pill or do something, whatever I need to do to get through these movies. Take a puff of smoke. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that. Um, and then, uh, so we started this week watching a Marvel movie a day, and we're going to do that. Uh, Jordan has picked the order. He, we're going, obviously, in uh, chronological order based on something that was shared. I believe it was shared in Edcott, too, um, of the way to watch them so that they're in order, not mm-hmm. based on release, but mm-hmm. based on 
the universe itself. Uh, so we watched Captain America, the first Avenger mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Monday. Maybe it was Tuesday. Anyway, that was the first one. Then the, the second one we watched was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will have to say, I enjoyed both of them. I liked the Captain America one better um, than Iron Man. Uh, so we're moving forward. Uh, but having said that, I wanted to talk about the Avengers Endgame breaking the internet. Okay. Um, as far as the the ticket sales went at you know all of the sites online mm-hmm. for people trying to get their opening day tickets. So so what say you about those sorts of things? Okay. So I will say this much: I really enjoy the Marvel movies. I'm not going to masquerade myself as a Marvel expert. I am not, but. We've seen a bunch, and my wife loves it just as much as I do. My son and daughter love it just as much as I do. So we are Marvel people, but I'm not going to tell you that I've seen every episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and everything along those lines. I haven't. Um, I will say that Avengers Infinity War set the standard for superhero movies and like an ensemble cast as far as that goes. And from that point forward, people watched it. With probably, if you weren't a Marvel like person, you watched Infinity War and then you immediately said, oh, I need to go back and watch all the other ones to figure out where this came from. So, what I say by that is this the Marvel Cinematic Universe is incredibly amazing, and I would just love to be a fly on the wall of the planning office to figure out where the timelines fit, where the relationship crossovers, where the characters appear in one movie, and then five years there'll be another, you know, vision of that character. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy. So as far as breaking the internet, good. You know what? I, I, I think, you know, this is like, like all like philosophical, like the world like seems to be like a worse place day by day by day. If you watch the news, like, like don't, don't watch the morning news people. I promise you, you, you won't be, you, it's a worse place every day. Um, this is good. You know what? Heck, if this is what people are focusing their attention on, good. Now, that being said. You will find, and you haven't been introduced to him yet, you will find no bigger fan of Thanos in this world than me. So he is the villain, and I'm going to leave it at that. I won't spoil anything for you, okay? And I'm going to tell you, I am going to be one crabby Chris at the end of this movie if the ending is anything less than suitable for the villain, even perhaps if the villain doesn't get defeated, which... There's very little chance of that. Or if it gets defeated in any inappropriate way. I am a big Thanos guy. I'm a, I'm a big villain guy. I, I always cheer for the villain, right? The good guys, that's just too wholesome, too good for me, you know? So, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it's sold out. I'm glad people have tickets. Lisa Yost has tickets for Friday. Um, I think Jesse's got tickets for Friday. A bunch of t- people have tickets for the Friday release. We're going to go that opening weekend. We'll go early on Saturday, early on Sunday. But, um yeah, we're not going to go crazy for it. Like, like I'm, I'm not going to wait up till 11 o'clock with my kids, but good. Uh, it's a good thing. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Michael, remember what I told you? If you think the first Avenger and Iron Man is good, um, Iron Man 2 and 3, uh, we're going to go meh with that. But as the movies go along, they are they get better and better and the tie-ins get better and better. It's amazing. Things that you wouldn't think you'd even be interested in, like like you know, Black Panther came out and everyone said, oh, Black Panther was great. And for some reason, it didn't resonate with me. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that was a great movie. You know, I was like, why didn't I watch that earlier? Things like Doctor Strange was on Netflix and I passed it up for a long time. And then I watched Doctor Strange and I was like, that was fantastic. Why did I not watch that movie earlier? So you'll want to go back even after you watch movies to go watch them again. But yeah, good. Great. I couldn't be more supportive. It's a good thing. Um, But you realize that some of these characters, like the Guardians, you know that I'm a big Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Mm -hmm. Part of the motivation, I mean, the Stan Lee universe for Marvel, there's there's characters that haven't even been had movies made for them just yet. But part of that licensing, you know, where still a lot of the original Marvel characters are in Universal's parks is, you know, Disney's allowed to use these characters like Black Panther and the Guardians in their parks because they weren't previously used at Universal. That's why this universe is expanding so quickly is the rights to, you know, obviously make money in the movies and to have attractions and have a presence in Disney parks. But you know what? It's not rushed. It's not like, we need to get this new character, this new, uh, you know, and we need to get him in the park. Let's just throw it out there. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. When you watch the movie, you'll be like, 
sweet tap dancing Jesus. That was a great movie. You know, that was really, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So it's well thought out. Good. I, I couldn't support it any more than I do. I wish there was a Marvel land coming up um, that was just going to have the rights to those characters. And, you know, I can only hope someday Disney is able to go and secure the rights for the characters that exist. You know, the Hulk, um, whatnot over at um, Universal. So. Yeah, I I think it'll happen eventually. I think if nothing else, Universal will get tired of uh, promoting Disney's intellectual property. Or um, or and, you, you know, Universal's getting the rub right now, Michael, without having to do any work. You know, they're getting they're getting the payoff well, for yeah, Disney's yeah. efforts. You know. You're right. It goes both ways. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, so, and I, I'm excited about it now. I, I think the I liked both of the the first two movies that I watched. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be even more excited about the ones moving forward. The only thing I didn't like so much in these first two was the fact, and I won't go into deep detail. I, I plan on blogging about this, so if you want to read about that, then then uh, I'll share where to get that. But it takes like an hour to introduce us to these characters. So I'm thinking that like Iron Man two and three, for instance, it may be a bit more. I I don't know, because I can go off of what I've already know about Mm -hmm. Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seemed like in the first Avengers, I had to figure out where, you know, Mm -hmm. how he became who he became. And, and same with Iron Man. And, and um, even though I like that, and I know I'm going to, fall into that when we watch Incredible Hulk. I'm going to fall into that when we watch Thor. I mean, you have to know the background of these characters. For sure. And and yeah, part of that is interesting. But then the other part of me is like, well, okay, we know who they are now. Can can we move on? Like, I found out who Batman was in like 10 minutes at the beginning mm-hmm. um, of, of the original Batman. So I don't know why I need an hour to find out who these other characters are. Well, but- it, it does set the story, though, for the first Avenger. It's slow to start off with that first 45 minutes. is slow, you know, but it does tell you the story, and it does set it up right. And, and yeah, you won't have to face that in the next movies. But remind me, is that um, – it's been so long since I saw Iron Man 1. Is that the one where Jeff Bridges is his partner – um yes okay does that not the most impressive look for jeff bridges you've ever seen the bald bearded look that's that is that is wickedly awesome you know i you know what and and i called him from the beginning what happened i called it from the beginning but i I think it was fairly obvious um but yeah he he was really good really good i was very impressed with him and robert downey jr is one of my favorite actors um so he, you know that that's a no brainer right there. He is completely committed with that role, and in and like you know now when you see him, well you haven't seen him, so again we're we're off on a tangent here. I apologize. I know, I know. We need to rein it back in. Here it, it, in in every movie that he appears in as Iron Man, like I can't envision anybody else doing that. You know, so um, when you watch the Hulk, there's an Eric Bana Hulk, and there's a Mark Ruffalo Hulk, um, but like it's the Mark Ruffalo one that is, um, I think that's his name. Um, that is the Hulk. Like I can envision a lot of people playing the Hulk. I cannot envision anybody other than Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. I, I, I just cannot see it. He is the exact right fit in that movie. Yeah, exact. I, I, I completely. All right, we got to move on. I think we could do a whole separate podcast on that. I'm sure there are. Maybe we should um, do a podcast, Michael. Maybe we should review every Marvel movie, huh? Maybe we should do a, a, a review of that. What do you think? Like two two old grumpy guys reviewing movies, you know, including the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What do you think about that? Could we do a, diff- a different show on that? Man, I'll tell you what. I'm now that I'm in. You know, I you know me. When I go in, I go in. I'm all in. Um, So, you know, I don't think that I think that would be fun. And even having, you know, the family join in, I think would be kind of fun occasionally, you know. Well, I'm expecting to see a Marvel tattoo across your chest at some point. I'm just I'm just going to lay it out there. I was already wearing Marvel shirts before I even (laughs) saw any of the movies. So, All right. Next next news story. Uh, Next thing. Let's jump into Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. Cool. Have you seen stuff about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I am excited to. Good for the um, whole family. Really good for yeah. the whole family. More family completely involving um, show slash attractions at the studios. Great. 
good. I couldn't be more supportive of that. I'm not critical of that at all. And Lightning is an awesome character that isn't utilized on the East Coast nearly as much as he should be. Um, I completely support it. And from what I've watched on YouTube and from what I've seen, obviously, you know, I'm located up in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, so I'm in, I'm in Chicago. Um, it looks awesome. And, you know, you can, after the, after you actually see the show, um, which uses a actual version of Lightning plus like a computer type screen, video game simulation type situation, you go and see crews outside. Um, so yeah, good for the kids, good for the family. I couldn't support it any more than I do. Lightning's an awesome, awesome character. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see this. The only thing that kind of, um, and, and I don't want to put a negative spin on this because I think it's great, no matter how long it sits there. Um, but they tend to do this at Hollywood Studios a lot to where they will bring something out. They'll get everybody excited about it. Everybody will come and then all of a sudden it's gone after the summer. Uh, and, and I think they do that you know, with a lot of things, but it's more noticeable at Hollywood Studios than at, say, Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks mm-hmm. uh, because they tend to do something that almost looks permanent. Like you think to yourself, would they have gone through that much effort if this thing wasn't completely permanent? Um, but at Hollywood Studios, yes, they would. They they tend to go through about as much effort as they possibly can. They put him on the park map, Michael. He, he's yeah, he- he's yeah. headlining the park map right now, just so you know. Which Olaf headlined the park map a couple summers ago when he had his cool summer mm-hmm. and they filled you know an area of the Pixar land over there with – what was it with ice and snow and you could go ice skate and everything else. And I thought that was a bit extravagant, Mm -hmm. Um, but they tend to do this. And, and as a local, great, you know, put all that work and effort in for something new for us to see, because, you know, then we can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Just enjoy it while we got it. Maybe it's not permanent. Maybe it's a couple seasons, but you know, I still think that Lightning is an underutilized character. I think the whole cast is underutilized on the East Coast, and they desperately need... When you've, you've probably listened to previous episodes where I've talked about Cars Land, and Cars Land on the West Coast is visually the most stunning, immersive, impressive land in any of the theme parks. It, it, you know, I've only been... Well, I've been the ones in the States, and I've been to, to Paris, but... Um, it is the most impressive land by far. So if they can do that and bring those characters there, and then I'm not knocking Toy Story Land because I haven't seen it, but I mean, I've I've watched countless YouTube videos and watched blogs, uh, read blogs. It's small. I mean, I mean, compared to what Cars Land opened up with, they've got to utilize Cars and the Cars characters better here on this side. Yeah, I agree. And, mm-hmm. and Cameron's always loved Cars since he was younger. And to be honest with you, the Cars movies have spanned my two children's mm-hmm. you know growing up you know cars one came out i believe right when jordan was born if not a little before mm-hmm. i don't know that the timeline but then you know when cameron came along i think cars three oh that one just came out a few few years ago anyway irregardless both the boys have been huge cars fans so i think they'll both enjoy that and from what i've seen and i try not to look at a lot of stuff but it's it's hard not to um the screen on the actual lightning mcqueen to where it talks the i just think it looks very well done cool get get some footage for us yeah yeah i'll I'll love to hear your thoughts if you see it absolutely Mm -hmm. and speaking of things to keep all of us interested even the locals um there was some information released about uh, Epcot's International flower, or, uh, Food and Wine mm-hmm. and then the Festival of the Holidays. Now, this isn't huge breaking news because they only kind of release the dates and, you know, the fact that there's going to be a, <laughs> you know, the concerts and we're going to have the candlelight processional. I, I think we kind of knew that. It's, you know, but. So Food and Wine now goes for like 376 days, correct? Isn't that right? It pretty much yeah. at this point it, it just cycles from <laughs> festival to festival to festival okay um yeah that's what epcot does it just kind of goes in a cycle and um i'll tell you what i used to hate that mm-hmm. um but now na- because i didn't like the way that it jammed up world showcase um i liked 
back when you could go to World Showcase and there wasn't a booth mm-hmm. within every 10 steps. Okay. And it was open and it was a little prettier. But, you know, to be quite honest, I've gotten used to it now. And, and I think they've made the booths more permanent and fit into the land or the land, the pavilion that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, not so frustrated about that. Um, so I get kind of excited because there's always new things for the family to do, try, eat. Uh, it may be kind of the same things every so, but then it becomes a tradition. The festival, the holidays becomes a tradition. Yeah. Food and wine tradition. So factually, so the uh, the food and wine festival goes from the 29th to uh, the 29th, August 29th to November 23rd. Um, last year it ended on the 12th, so it's going a full, you know, it's going a full almost week and a half longer this year, which means you know the the, the holiday you know festival gets gets delayed by a little bit longer, a um, little bit shorter time there. So it's up to 87 days. So good. You know when everyone's talking about like the new villains at the Magic Kingdom, the the hard ticketed event on Thursdays and whatnot. So this is not a hard ticketed event. Go and enjoy it. You know, you're right. It it adds value for no additional cost. I think it's a good thing. You know, I was joking about the length of it because now it seems like there's always a festival, but in sincerity, we were at Flower and Garden um with you um about a year maybe it was two years ago and it was awesome you know what it added value it added something just a little different to the park and it's not like uh you know epcot needs something different but but great but it is long it it does go longer than it ever has before but you are right it's one festival after another but again it's free if it adds value and it's free to you great go and try something new go and sample food and 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 eat all day uh, that's that's that, that's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, and let me ask you, if I had to ask you, what is your favorite Epcot festival? So we have the Festival of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just go in the year. Festival of the Arts, then we have Flower and Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just skip over summer. Sometimes they have something in the summer, but um, the F- International Food and Wine, mm-hmm. and then the Festival of the Holidays. Which one would you say you like to attend the most? Okay, so... Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to be the festival of the holidays only because there's something really special about Walt Disney World and Epcot at the holiday time. But of course, crowds are increased. But I don't think there is a downtime anymore for Walt Disney World. There's no. there's no slow time anymore. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday in 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 you know in, in October. That's the slow time. But you know it's going to be the holidays. There's something magical about that. But but none of them are bad. Even the Festival of the Arts, which I haven't attended to yet. You know what? It's still really cool. It's a miniature food and wine. It's a miniature flower and garden. It's beautiful all times of the year. Um, I think if you were really a f- hardcore food person and you wanted to sample things, you know, my diet's pretty restrictive from what I can consume. You know, if you were a food person, if you wanted to go down with like your wife or your girlfriend or your buddies for like a weekend, You'd probably want to do that. I would think the Festival of the Holidays is more geared towards families. Food and wine is more geared towards, you know, individuals or couples, at least in my mind. Um, Flower and Garden's got a little bit of both. But um, I would say the holidays. That's uh, that's when I think Epcot is at its most beautiful. And I, I think that when, when people are really down there celebrating, like, the spirit of the season is when it's most enjoyable. I I would agree. There would be a close second to Flower and Garden, and that's only because of the just the way that it is bright mm-hmm. and vibrant. It completely transforms Epcot into a completely different look of the park when it comes to say the flowers that are around uh, under the monorail, you know, along the water there. Mm-hmm. How beautiful that is! Just the topiaries that add so much to each pavilion that they're in. I I think that that aspect along with the weather, uh, because the weather during flower and garden is typically the best you're going to see the entire year. Maybe festival of the arts. You you may have some better weather, but I just, well, I'm going to contest that for a second. And and here's why I I don't disagree. You're going to have really good weather in the spring in Florida. But remember when you're coming down on December 5th, or December 28th to visit Epcot, and you're going to deal with the madness that is December 28th at Epcot. If you live anywhere north of Atlanta, Georgia, the weather in Florida, even if it's 60 degrees, that is like, 
and is like a gift from from heaven, you know, even on that because we're coming from like 25 degrees. So I would think that just the chance to get out of the brutal cold that is the northern part of the country um, to that weather. I would think that that would be the most desirable if even the thought of putting on, I know in your mind, you're like, yuck, a knit hat and a light sweatshirt or even a coat and in Christmas time, bear in mind, I'm putting on my military grade <laughs> Arctic cold gear, you know? So any chance to shed that and go out in the parks with potentially a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt, that's like awesome for me. Yeah, that's true. You may be correct there. And, and honestly, the tail end of flower and garden you're going to start getting rain uh, you know because you're going to start getting into that rainy season but mm-hmm. um yeah i i could see that i just think for some reason since we've lived in florida the time we love the holidays that's probably when we go to disney the most mm-hmm. uh, but it seems that the uh, the crowds and and that sort of thing always seem to be a little easier for us to manage um I guess during Festival of the Arts. So I guess my point was moot. It, it just really didn't make sense um, at the end of January and February. But that just kind of carries on to March and April for me. Because once once you're not dealing with that much stress and that many crowds, then you can go on for a little bit before it becomes completely noticeable again. Mm-hmm. And then by summer, you're just like, I just want to go to Ohio or somewhere else. But uh, you mentioned this, so I should finish up this one part by saying the festival, the holidays. It's it's not going to start immediately afterwards. There's there's a little transformation. There's a week. There's Thanksgiving, and it goes from November 29th to December 30th. So it is shorter. Last year went from November 18th to December 30th. So it is slightly shorter. But the official starting date is the 29th. There, obviously, you know the highlight of that is the candlelight processional. Um, and there's been no announcement on the celebrity narrators for this year, but um, it is slightly shorter than last year. Yeah, and there haven't been the first thing I checked on, of course, were the concerts because we are big into concerts. You are a concert a, dude, yeah. Oh man, if it's it doesn't matter where it is, we love our concerts. If it's Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, Universal, Disney, um, we actually get a calendar out and put everybody's. And we had to choose the spring. There sometimes there were four concerts on one day at four different parks. Okay, and we'd have to ju- just decide which one we wanted to go to. Um, but a- anyway, those yeah those have not been announced. So that's exciting in a way because if you don't announce it all at once, you can get that press out of different times. We'll we'll announce the concerts I'm sure later on, and Let- maybe they don't have them all confirmed. Yeah, but- they could be too. Let's let's hit one or two more here, and then let's jump to a different park if you got you know in closing because I know we're going to run a little bit long here. Um, yeah, absolutely. Something real quick that I did want to cover are the um, scavenger hunts that are coming up or have been going on. Uh, me and the family love these things. Uh, they're scavenger hunts at Epcot. A lot of times they'll have them at Disney Springs, um, but this year they are going to have an Easter egg hunt scavenger hunt at disney springs um and what's exciting about that is usually they'll do one but it's free um they'll just kind of give you a a booklet that goes along with the season and then you have to go look for stitch or you know some it's been stitched many times and at the end you'll get a button um that's pretty much been the deal this time disney springs is having a magical egg hunt and what you can do is you get a map, and the map costs $5, so you do have to pay for it. Uh, but the map looks really cool, and it's got these, like, uh, you know, Star Wars, Toy Story, Marvel, Incredibles, all that, stickers. And you go through, and you have to find, of course, the hidden eggs. There's eight of them. And then at the end, you get a collectible egg souvenir, Mickey or Minnie Mouse. And... This is similar to what they did at Epcot and with the same prize. Um, And actually, they're doing the same thing at Epcot again this year. But I love the fact that this one is at Disney Springs because it allows a non-park guest. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, good. Yeah, to enjoy these things. Um, And and I think that that's that's exciting. So if you are at Disney Springs, um, it starts April 5th. Um, and make sure to get in there quick because a lot of times we've noticed these scavenger hunts, they run out. Hmm. Um, so if you want to do it and, and let's say you're local and you want to do it but you don't want to do it that day, go ahead and grab the map, which is kind of a tip that we we always do is grab the map then 
because you may not have the opportunity to do, grab the map, map when you actually do it. Um, and then also over at Epcot, there is going to be the Easter, you know, the Easter egg extravaganza, egg extravaganza, scavenger hunt. Again, it's $5.99 plus tax, but you do get a pass holder discount. And then you go through the different pavilions finding the the eggs and you put the stickers there. And at the end, you get a prize as well. And they added a Spike the Honeybee scavenger hunt, which we have done this year. Um, it was at the beginning of Flower and Garden. And this one, you go to the different gardens that are around for um, Flower and Garden. And you find this Spike the Honeybee is inside of there. And then you put the sticker of which flower is represented in that garden and at the end you get a prize as well Hmm. so So, top of my head i'm thinking this really appeals to people that are local or visit the park multiple times during the year but if this is your one vacation i'm not so sure that's going to draw you because you're like no no i gotta see everything you know and this is just too much time but how much did you say? Six bucks? Five dollars and ninety-nine cents? Yeah, it's it's not much at all. And what you get at the end, honestly, it's worth it. Cool. It's worth the experience and then worth the, worth the prize. And I think anybody can do it because, let's face it, you want to go around World Showcase anyway. Um, and you want to try to enjoy each pavilion. So taking just a few seconds to say, oh, that we're in this pavilion that's where it is um now sometimes it does take longer to find it so mm-hmm. if you're on vacation maybe you'd say all right I, i'm done with this can you just tell us where the thing is <laughs> <laughs> but at that point just watch our youtube videos yes send michael a direct message check out theme park brothers you'll find out so there you yes, go definitely message us say which <laughs> flower was in france because i'm telling you i cannot find this thing um and I, i'll let you know okay. I, I don't care to do that um okay and then We'll just. What would you like to go on to? Hang on one second. I, I do want to actually comment on the uh, the egg um, the extravaganza, and that is always really cool. One of the things we like to watch um, on YouTube at dinner time, you know, obviously we're not going down there right now, um, is is in fact where the eggs are and where they're hidden, and that's really cool. I always thought, even if you're not participating. You know, it's something cool when you're walking by with your kids, even if it's just for 38 seconds, you're like, look, look, can you see it? And they're like, where, where, where? And you, as you point out, you find, you know, the, uh, um, you know, the goofy egg, you know, it's, it, 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 I always thought that was really kind of fun. So cool. Um, yeah, l- let's hit up. Um, I want to take you to SeaWorld really quickly. Okay. And mm-hmm. I know this is, you know, we're going to cover all the news. We're going to cover everything in Orlando. We get our hands on here. So um, I was at SeaWorld just recently and. Uh, I made my point back a couple episodes ago to say that if if Disney was the gold standard of theming and and unique attractions, and people have this morality issue with SeaWorld, but, you know, it's your vacation. You decide what's right for you and your family. We chose to go and enjoyed it. If Disney's the gold standard, uh, I don't think SeaWorld's any less. I mean, maybe just the tiniest fraction down below, but in terms of cleanliness of the park in terms of souvenirs and things you can purchase, in terms of food quality, in terms of like amazing attractions and like shows and stuff like that. I thought SeaWorld was like spot on. So people go down to Florida and sometimes overlook it. I know their their attendance isn't nearly, but like that's a bonus and they've got some really good offers. For example, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, combined ticket, it's a hundred bucks. It's fifty parks, fifty bucks per park per day. All right. And like the quality of those two parks are amazing. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is they just opened this new Sesame Street place, correct? In SeaWorld? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So my kids, even Beatrice, you know, she's not a huge Sesame Street person. As a matter of fact, I could completely see her locking into that land and being like, who's the big bird? Who's the big yellow guy? You know, I, I mean, and I'd be completely humbled as a parent that I haven't exposed my kids to Sesame Street. But... I do know from from talking with you, from reading about it, from watching it, like in terms of like what they have to offer. So this is going to sound like a ripping on Toy Story Land. It's not because I know it's really good. But a couple attractions, a food location, some theming, and we got to land, open it, yada, 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 10 billion people, and everyone loves it, right? Sesame Street Place, like no one's talking about it. How many attractions do they have open right now in this new land? Oh, there's like six 
I think, and I may be, and we're just talking rides. Yeah, yeah. When you get into it, there's there's much more than that. I would say there, if you were talking attractions, probably closer to ten. And multiple food options, completely themed, like like the Sesame Street that you remembered when you watched it as a kid. You know, speaking from our generation, completely themed, and it's really well done. So I'm not going to make this the oh look how great SeaWorld is, but in fact, I'm telling you guys, look how good SeaWorld is. Don't over wow. don't overlook that option on vacation. It's really good. They have like really good festivals. They have exceptional food. And this comes from a guy who has three kids. They're all picky, and I have a strange diet. So they took care of us all day long. And there's nothing like seeing you know uh, uh, the combination of super intense roller coasters, and then underneath it, Sea World Conservation. You know, and the park's beautiful. The park is is gorgeous as far as as, as tree cover flowers you know palm trees it's just gorgeous so don't overlook it i'm telling you from your buddy chris here it's worth your time to go and check out SeaWorld. yeah and i'll tell you what i'm if i've got two minutes here Mm -hmm. just to say um when it comes to sesame street i you know i had an expectation going in there is a sesame street section at bush gardens um tampa which is really nice we've been uh with you with you you've Mm. been as well Mm -hmm. yeah it's really nice right i mean it's it's well themed and and all that but it's it's nothing more than an area a kid's area in the park Mm -hmm. um it's so that's kind of what i was expecting there's also a a sesame street area at williamsburg it crushed them all didn't it buddy Uh, but this right here was in Incredible. Mm-hmm. The second you walk in, the the way that you can interact, there are interactive elements throughout the entire uh, area. There is a wand that you can buy, which is an Elmo wand, which is actually a bubble blower as well. And this wand, you tap on different elements within Sesame Street, and they do things. So it's kind of a mix between the wand at Harry Potter, which allows things to happen, um, and then a, a bubble blower. And... It, it is $30, so it's a little pricey, but uh, you get the bubble blower and the interactive wand. Mm-hmm. And then as you go through, there's so many experiences. There's ride after ride after ride. They have a splash pad that is amazing uh, for the kids to run around in. Mm-hmm. They have Mr. Hooper's store with all kinds of merchandise. Um, Big Bird's Nest is there where Big Bird will come out and do story time with the kids which come on, I, I didn't see that. I probably would have cried if I did. I didn't get to witness Big Bird's story time. Yeah. But to have Big Bird read your kid a story, right. that's unbelievable. Yeah, really cool. And then they also have a parade. So it's like, uh, and what you were saying, I'm not going to bash Toy Story Land. It is what it is. It's incredible. It seems to be the way Disney does lands now. They'll... Um, it's highly immersive. They'll theme it well. The landscape will look great, but we're going to give you two attractions and a restaurant and a gift shop um, to go with this land. And they'll and, expand on that later on. They'll continue to and, grow it. But they like, will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they will. But, I mean, it's the same with Pandora. When it came out, we said the same thing. Well, they'll expand it, and I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what you're going to get initially. And, and I was very impressed with Sesame Street at SeaWorld. Just – it was incredible. Yeah. That's all I can say. So. so if you're going down to Florida, if you're going to spend all your time at Walt Disney World, we love Walt Disney World. We're not going to crush it. We are not the news podcast or the podcast or the YouTube channel that is snarky. And, I mean, if we've got our opinions, you're going to hear them. And, but, you know, it's going to be constructive. So we are not going to bash it. It needs to be fleshed out, though, a little more. But it's super special right now. Anything like Toy Story Land is going to be super special. But don't overlook SeaWorld like it's the poor country cousin down the road. It is not. It is completely developed, and it's amazing. So so don't overlook it. I'm telling you from two guys that have families, and you know we view the parks differently. Michael's not a theme park dude. I, uh, like As far as like thrill rides, I am. And the coasters there are super top-notch. So don't overlook that. Hey, we're going to go long here. Let me just fire off some topics, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can you give me, um, let's combine shows here. Can you give me three words on these news stories, and we'll end on this. Is that is that cool? I'm going to fire off some news stories, all right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, the Disney After Hours goes villain at the Magic Kingdom with the new uh, uh, villain 
um, hard ticketed event, usually Thursdays, but throughout the summer. Um, it is a little expensive, but really from June 2nd to August 8th, new Disney villains after hours. Um, give me three words on it, buddy. Oh, can I have four? Four. Okay. Villains, yes. Oh, gosh, I guess this is five. Hard, <laughs> hard tickets hyphenated. Okay. Villains, yes. Hard ticket, no. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the hard ticket stuff. Yeah, a little expensive too, but I, I, I get you there. Um, hard ticket stuff is a little expensive. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, let's talk about... Uh, I want to talk about the... Um, we talked about the park map for the uh, Lightning McQueen Racing Academy at the 30th anniversary. So just want to hit briefly on the studios. The In terms of the offering at the studios, give me three words in terms of now where it stands right now prior to Galaxy's Edge. What do you think? Getting much better. Okay. Getting much better. Very good. It is improving. I do agree with you. Didn't have anywhere to go but up. That that is true. Um, Something I will be critical on, and I want you to kind of give me your honest gut reaction. The, uh, you know, the, the Disney app that you are allowed to book your fast passes on, you know, the My Disney Experience app and whatnot, um, and it seems to be very fluky, and it seems to be crashing all the time. Give me your three words on the Disney Parks app. I, I you know, it's the My Disney Experience app, I should say. So yeah, uh, it, it could be better. Could be better for sure. <laughs> I, I'm going to be polite. It, I, that's all. I'll say. It, it crashes here at home, so yeah, it needs to be better. That's for sure. The Star Wars Hotel at Walt Disney World construction that's begun. Um, very exciting concept. It's going to be completely immersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I the thought of it, and I'm not going to bring into the fact that I can't afford it. I was going to say, that, can you pay for it? Because like, I'm not yeah. knocking you and you, whatever you make in your life, but you know, anyone can we afford it? So yeah, and, and I'm not going to say that because it, it, I'm not going to say that they shouldn't create things that, and it's like with the hard ticketed events. I'm not saying that they can't create things that I can't afford. I'm not going to be that person. Uh, but this this hotel just looks everything I hear about it. It it's amazing, and and I'm excited for those who can enjoy it. Yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, the haunted mansion at Walt Disney World adds ghostly Disney photo pass. Three words. It, it's about time. It's about time. Very good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You got like the most popular attraction. You need to have something like that. Um, new Disney Starbucks uh, mugs. The now, bi- did you say new or the newest? Nude Disney Starbucks. Well, okay. The nude's a different series. That's not come out just yet. But the I didn't n- say we are throwing all the rules out the book. That's here. correct. No big strollers, no ice, but we can have a nude Starbucks. Absolutely. Um, Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. No, no, that's it. Now, 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 I'm just thinking. I have to change the rating of this show. Very good. Um, the new, new Disney Starbucks been there mugs. So, first off, are you a Starbucks guy? Yes or no? Um, yeah, yeah, we like Starbucks. Yeah, I'm a Starbucks guy too. Um, probably more than I should admit. But uh, do you collect the mugs? The been there series mugs. Uh, we don't collect one, but I like the fact that there's new ones because Christina just got a really cheap one at the outlet store. Okay. I am I am a mug collector to my detriment, and if I had no self-control, I would legitimately be like the crazy cat lady, but for mugs. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think these look awesome. They got uh, the retro, the, the logo, it looks retro for Epcot. It's really pretty cool. Um, but they got a new Magic Kingdom one, which features a ton of the attractions, you know, the teacups, and it's got things like uh, the elephant and Tinkerbell on it. And Animal Kingdom's got cool rhinos. It actually's got a, the, the the big brontosaurus from the boneyard, but really cool. Uh, I am a Starbucks guy. I love coffee in general. So, um, yeah, and I think the thing with us is we we were getting a little out of control on the mugs too. But we've kind of decided that if we want to get a new mug that's cool, that's awesome. But um, we need to get rid of another one. Oh. So it's a kind of give and take thing. It's like because drinking out of a new mug is fun. And exciting, you know. Sometimes that mug will set the tone for the rest of your day. So as ridiculous as that sounds, it is true. And and this that'll be the last story because honestly, the rest of them, you know what? Things like the Avenger Endgame, we're going to pass on that. Uh, we're going to close on this about how bizarre your buddy Chris is. I don't know if you know this. You probably heard it on a different show. If I have a cup of coffee and I have it in a coffee mug, 
I can't refill coffee in that same coffee mug. I've got to get a new coffee mug because who do you want to drink from a dirty coffee mug? I know it's mine. I know it was my coffee, but what's the point of drinking coffee? We live better than this. We can, we can do better than drinking in a dirty cup. So once I've drunk coffee from this one cup that I'm looking at right here from the Starbucks cup, it's done. It's soiled. I have to get rid of it. I have to go and wash it and get a completely brand new mug. How bizarre is that? Right? Hey, we all have our things that, that is a little bizarre. It is bizarre. It could be worse. Okay. So, uh, again, this was the news. This is our version of the news. Again, if you're, you know, expecting us to be hypercritical, we are going to be critical. We're not going to be negative. We won't do that. And, and this is the honest, sincere, sincere, you know, message. Michael and I are good friends. And when this show is over, we're going to be buddies. We are never going to be like, like, uh, uh, to the point where we're going to be angry after the show. If you like this kind of news show, let us know. You know, we're thinking of trying to make this actually a regular addition to the lineup. So, so give us some feedback on EdCot. That's the private group for the WW review. Um, you know, and we're actually thinking. Michael, I know we talked about this. We're going to expand this. We're going to include some video here, and this might be a regular addition to the Theme Park Brothers uh, YouTube channel as well, too, because truthfully, we've known each other for many years. And so, in fact, I think our paths are kind of intertwined anyways between the Theme Park Brothers and the dubs. So we're thinking of making this a permanent thing, but it's going to be determined by you. So if you're listening, if you think this is cool, if you like hearing your news from two knuckleheads like us, let us know. Shoot us a message on EdCot. Let us know on the WW Review Facebook page, on the Theme Park Brothers Facebook page, on our Twitter accounts, which is at Theme Park Boys or at WW Review. Um, so, in closing, thanks, buddy, for uh, joining me for breakfast today and talking about our favorite subject. Right, buddy? This was, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, leave us a review. We appreciate you downloading and listening. Have a great day, everybody. See you, everyone.